Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I'm your host, Joe Niehoff. Tonight, I am joined by one of our good friends, Caleb. Caleb, if you play in our uh, DFS league, as Caleb does fantasy, he has been, uh, I believe you, how many times have you been the top scorer on the DFS? I don't know about top scorer, but I think I've qualified four of the five. Yeah, I know you've qualified four of the, t- of the five for sure. You've been, you've been up there, if not the top scorer in that every week. So today, uh, tonight we're doing uh, the, the Daily Fantasy Sports DraftKings uh, one for our, our for everybody really tonight, and uh, I wanted, and, and we wanted Caleb to join us for this one as well as be our guest on our regular show. So, double whammy here for you uh, today, there, Caleb. So excited to have you. Um, excited to be here. <clears throat> Caleb also is a, a, what I call a, a fantasy footballer for life, so to speak. Uh, he's uh, he's in a couple leagues with us. I think uh, whiskey and wipes to the garage league as well. Um, not your best season, but you've no, definitely no. been uh, been up there before. Yeah, um, in garage, I think I've only missed playoffs like twice, so I expect it to turn around. Maybe yeah, not. In I would say you're you're working on that. <laughs> Whiskey and wipes is a bit rough. That squad's uh, not the greatest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll that'll happen. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, so you uh, and I think weren't you? Uh, didn't you help out in the nightmare league? To, for the guy I that did. couldn't make it, I did. Okay, so this is the if uh, the 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 dude I don't know who he is, but he couldn't make it to the the nightmare league draft, which was actually quite an experience. Um, Caleb is the one that helped you draft your team, so here you are. Um, but let's get into it. So this week, um, first I like I've always said I like to do a recap from from last week and talk to you guys about who kind of who performed well, who got a. Uh, at least had a chance at a, a bottle of whiskey and some new names. Um, I, I know only really one of them is, is brand new. Um, but this week the, the experts actually showed up. And I, when I say the experts, I mean more like me, <laughs> uh, if that might not be conceded or anything, but I, uh, I was the top expert this week. So I get another point, although I did lose both my bets to my brother, which sucked because that sucked, uh, but that's okay. But I still won this one. Uh, I had 161.38 points. Um, the top scorer this week in our um, league was Answer Book with 192.58 points, which is pretty good. Um, if he had some money in the millionaire, he definitely would have won uh, a little bit of dough there. And the other winner this week was Huggy Bear. So Huggy Bear uh, and um, Answer Book both make it uh, for another name in the drawing. I believe Answer Book is, is new. But uh, excited to, again, uh, keep these things going. I know uh, every week you'll hear Bobby. He'll, you know, make sure it gets posted. If you're not in the league already, um, you'll see us kind of posted around different places if you want to get in and be a part of it. Uh, it's quite a lot of fun. So, 
good job to those who have beat us. Um, now, coming into this week, um, Caleb, as a new person, I'm going to gladly give you the first stack. So why don't you tell me kind of who you like and, uh, and what you're looking at for this week? So I looked at this as like a quarterback and who to stack with that quarterback. So I think that's the most common stack. Um, yep. I have I have two. Uh, one's low risk, um, but it's going to cost you more, obviously. It's kind of how that works. But it's yep. the Stafford-Henderson stack. They're playing the Giants this week, and the Giants are completely decimated on offense. I think that's going to be a one-sided game. And I think Henderson, you know, there's weeks where he has six, seven targets, and I think he's just going to be a safe play regardless. Um, so I think those two could combine for 60, 70. Yeah, I like that. Cause the other thing too is, um, you know, was he averaging like almost 24 points or something like that a week? Uh, yeah. and I, I think he had a, his like low week is 18 in a game. They barely won, which is abnormal. So like, I feel like you're, you're pretty confident in, in the fact that you're going to get some, like the consistency, like you said, you're, you're not questioning if you're going to get points out of him, And for a quarterback, you know, he's 6,700. He's not crazy expensive. No, but I think he's quarterback five or six this week. But um, the Giants are just, like I said, they lost their three good players on offense last week. And I think all of them are either 50-50 or doubtful. And then they also lost their best defensive player a few weeks ago in Blake Martinez. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good points. Very good points. What was your other one? You said that this the second one's a little um, bit more risky, it sounds like. It's high risk, high reward, but they're playing the Chiefs, and I expect the Chiefs to kind of have a revenge game. So I think uh, Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin like, have huge upside this week. I think McLaurin has potential to finish um, top top five at wide receiver this week, given they'll likely be down. Yeah, I like that play for sure. I think you know, you're not the only one. John has sent us over. His stack was uh, with Heineke as well. Um, that was one that I actually targeted. Um, so the, the good news about that is, first of all, I think you're, you're, you're talking about cheap, right? I mean, 61 on – or not even 61, 58 for Heineke, I think, is what I saw the other day. Yeah, uh, let me he look was up real quick uh, what uh, McLaurin is, 71. That's And that's probably a, a good price for him. I mean, that, kind of what you'd expect. Um, but the yeah, thing um, I like – go ahead. I see that they constantly have him below the Tier 1, and he's um, – there's been – one get or he there's one two touchdown game and he's had several games with um a touchdown so i think that he's being a little undervalued week to week but so i think they have him at 11 or 12 and i just don't see him finishing there this week yeah for terry yeah yeah and the thing with terry is uh he has been a little boomer bust because i think like if you look at his overall points like 18.6, almost 20 points a week should be considered in like the top 10. But he's got a 30 and a 33 week. You know what I mean? So he's got some really big scoring weeks. But that's the thing that we are just talking about. Like if you can get him on one of those big weeks, and just so those of you that are paying attention know that he booms against bad defenses. So he boomed against the Giants. He boomed against the Falcons. Not so much against New Orleans, not so much against Buffalo, and the Chargers, who actually are ranked pretty highly for uh, uh, against wide receivers, he also had kind of a, a modest week. So I think it's another point that says, okay, well, we know that Kansas City defensively against you know wide receivers or really against any kind of offense has struggled. So 
that might be another a point to kind of say that might not be a bad guy to go with. Yeah, Kansas City's secondary has been getting pretty lit up. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even think it's been very much of a question. That's a, a very common theme. And the other thing I like about the the fact that you stack um, Terry and maybe you look at that Washington game, uh, the reason I like it is because of the comeback opportunities, right? So if you go with pretty cheap there, you know, and, and let's say you decide you wanted to double stack it, Gibson's questionable, so you could go with like a McKissick, who even when Gibson's healthy, McKissick can have good dames. And McKissick's only 4,800. So you go like a, a McKissick, Haneke, and and McLaurin and come back with like a, I don't know, a Williams because he's 4,900 for Kansas City, could have a good week getting bulk of the carries, and maybe even double stack it with like Kelsey. Kelsey's only 7,000 this week. In, in weeks past, Kelsey's been the highest wide receiver, right? And this week he's seven thousand. Now I think part of the reason why I believe uh, I believe Washington's supposedly good against tight ends, and Bobby would like warn me on this. But on DraftKings they're ranked seventeenth, so that doesn't make me feel like they're totally great against tight ends. Um, but that gives you an idea of, of something to kind of be prepared for. So you can really make a unique team with that particular game. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so one that I like and uh, uh, just kind of step into it. I'm going to actually give two as well. Um, the first one that I like uh, is Cincinnati and Detroit. I like Joe Burrow this week. Um, Detroit is, you know, they've been a little, <laughs> after watching the, the Vikings somehow win that game in a game they played absolutely terrible in, um, at least they won it. But Detroit's been kind of robbed a lot this year. So I feel like they uh, are going to play pretty hard, but I, I, because of that, I feel like this could still be a kind of a runaway game for Cincinnati. Um, or, and if it's not, and the reason why I think it could be is, is because I don't think they're going to score running the ball. Like I, you know, I don't see that being the, the primary way they score uh, against Detroit um, because they still have a lot of young cornerbacks. Um, but Burrow's proven that he likes to get the ball out to his wide receivers. He's got three good ones. Um, and I just don't, you know, we saw what Jefferson did against Detroit last week. And I think Jamar Chase could have a very similar week. So in that game, you're looking at 6,300 for Burrow. Um, on the uh, wide receiver side, uh, you're not looking at too much, I don't feel like, if you decide to do a double stack. Because Chase at 67 is a little expensive, but not bad especially because the upside that we see with him. Um, and then you got, you know, either Boyd or Higgins are both at the 5,000 range. So those aren't two terribly bad guys to go with uh, in a matchup that I, I think favors them pretty good. Um, the other game I like, any comments on that? Anything you like about that or don't like? Yeah, I think the Lions, I, I don't know. The Lions always confuse me because they've played well on defense in two of the five games and then just absolutely horrible. And the other three, like they played really good against um, the Ravens and the Vikings, but who knows if that's more to do with Kirk and Lamar or if that has to do with the Lions. But the thing I like about Chase is, you know, any any given play, he could go for 80. He's he's crazy. Yeah. That, well, and that's the thing. I, I think it was they played the Packers last week. I think like there's a play I looked up one time. He scored a touchdown and a couple plays later they had the ball back and he didn't score a touchdown. I think he got called back or whatever it was. Um, but he was like in the end zone again. You're like, holy cow. 
he's just yeah, I think he's starting to come into his own and really be the player that a lot of people thought he was when he got drafted. Yeah, he had 159 yards last week. It's crazy. It's crazy. And again, Green Bay's kind of the same way. They're actually a pretty good defense. You know, defensively, they've always had some good corners. Now I understand Jair Alexander was hurt and it didn't play, so I get that. But you're talking about Green Bay, who had some guys that are hurt and didn't play. And, well, Detroit's best defensive back has been out all year, right? You know, so they don't yeah. – <laughs> It's not like their defensive backs are any better. So that's kind of the, the, the thought I had there. Um, the next team I like, and I hate it that I like it, to be honest with you. I don't want to like it uh, because I am a, a, a huge Vikings fan, but I do like Sam Darnold this week. Um, he had a bad week against Philly. Just overall, very poor outing. Um, one touchdown, three interceptions. Quarterbacks like Sam Darnold and other guys in the league, he's going to protect the ball. If I had to guess this week, I'd be shocked. Uh, you know, as much as I would love him to throw for another three interceptions, I just don't necessarily see that happening. Um, just as well as that team had played coming into the game, um, so I see this, you know, them being a, a potential opportunity. And looking at who he's played so far this season, they've played the Jets, the Saints, and Houston. Won all three of those games, and really for the most part not really that close uh the jets game was somewhat close but they handled that one pretty well and then he's they they lost to dallas 28 to 36 but donald had 36 and a half points so the reason why i like this game for donald is because i believe it should look a lot like the dallas game in a sense of they're I'm thinking they'll be behind. That's the homer in me coming out, so understand that. So I'm, I'm cheering for the Vikings to have the lead. And if they do have the lead, I think Sam will have a little bit more of a statistical fantasy game, if that makes sense. Yeah, my, my only concern with this matchup the matchup in the other um, episode yep. is the wide receiver two and three for Carolina. Just They haven't been um, – for those that might not know, it's Terrace Marshall and uh, Robbie Anderson. They have not they have not been playing very good this season, and Patrick Peterson's actually done a pretty good job on wide receiver ones this year. So I'm worried. Um, I'm worried, especially if McCaffrey's ruled out, that it'll become predictable what the Panthers want to do. Yeah, and I agree with that, which is why when I stack this team, I'm actually not stacking more. I'm stacking Robbie Anderson now. That's cool. <clears throat> and and the reason why is because of value. I might even stack Marshall, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Marshall lines up in the slot a decent amount. Yeah, he um, does. And Alexander's a pretty good corner in the slot, so that you can't plan on a whole lot there. But the one guy that can get beat on the Vikings team that we've seen so far this year is Breland. Yeah, and he's, Breland he's not is, very good. <laughs> and, and he's typically getting beat on deep balls. So what does – Robbie Anderson do fairly well. Deep ball. And um, yeah. BFF, I think, graded him as the quarterback 40 or, yeah, cornerback 44 out of 44. Yeah, I, it was brutal. Or 77 I, out of 77, whatever. Just the last one I remember reading that. Yep. It, well, I think I even, they mentioned it that, um, that he rated the worst starting cornerback out of all starting cornerbacks that qualify. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, shit, okay. Good job, Breland. That's not good. <laughs> but the crazy thing, if you it, here's the crazy thing, if you look at last year's statistics for Breland and, and Kansas City, he was ranked ninth. Yeah, he he's had some good ten years, like especially with uh, the Packers that one year, he was very very good. But yep. 
So he has I, the ability. I don't, I don't know. He just, I think it all comes down to systems for a lot of those types of players. Yeah. And maybe a good guy to look at that. Um, awesome. Well, he went yeah. from one of the best to one of the worst. We'll see what it ends up being by the end of the year for him. Cause you know, last year the Vikings, you know, cornerbacks start out pretty poor and, and both Dantzler and, uh, the guy who no longer plays for us, forgot his name already, um, Gladney. Uh, both those guys end up having decent seasons, you know, statistically and ranking wise. Um, so you never know. I mean, it's it's early. They're learning. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's a, that's two stacks that I like. Um, and uh, again, I think what you do in the stacks again, you look for a game you like. I think the most popular game this week is going to be Kansas City Washington. You know, you've heard John in the past say it's all about owner percentage and so on and so forth. So I think there'll be a lot of ownership in that game, but I do think that is probably the most common that people are going to target for just pure points. Um, Just, you know, weaknesses versus, you know, somewhat of strengths or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, Kansas city probably just dominates that game and Washington's behind the whole time. So we'll see. We'll see. Let's get into some of the rankings. So what do you like? Uh, not even rankings, I guess, but any players you like individually. Uh, we talked a little bit about quarterbacks we kind of picked out. Is there anybody else you want to mention? Like I said, I already mentioned Henderson. He's uh, he's my guy of the week. Um, I think well, that's at running back. What I'm talking about, it, just quarterback oh, position first. Oh, quarterbacks. Um, no, this week was kind of hard. There's a lot of not very appealing matchups. So, Yeah, um, I agree. It's I, it, it's hard to pinpoint any one player. You know what I mean? I was gonna have Wentz on my list because he's playing the Texans and I think this could be a good game for the Colts, but honestly, I just never trust Wentz. I haven't played him yet this, this, um, this season in DFS or, you know, regular fantasy just cause he's so inconsistent. It's really hard to know. Yep. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I, there's not any one that, like I said, stands out to me. That's why I think I, if there is a week like that, like uh, I tend to look towards value, right? So like, you know, don't get me wrong. It, it'd be nice to get a 30 point week out of somebody like Patrick Mahomes, which you very well could because he's averaging 28 and he's playing against Washington. Who's not been the defensive of what they were last year, at least. Um, and, and Kyler's a little bit nerve wracking because it's not like he's been a stud the last two weeks. First two weeks, he was great. So, like, you're looking at these guys and say, okay, well, where's my value? Um, and in the top numbers, like, you know, sometimes I'll make a team that just, you know, I feel like, okay, I got I to gotta use this big money quarterback because I'm going to get a ton of points. I just don't see that. I think your better bets are in the value guys a little bit lower down, down the list, you know, and we've mentioned them already as we've talked. So, I yeah, guess, but, you know. this week especially, I wouldn't blame anybody. Um, I'm usually – Pretty big on the cheap quarterbacks, but if you wanted to go for a Rodgers or a Herbert or a Lamar, I would not blame you this week. It's pretty, it's pretty desperate. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Now going into running backs, I know you mentioned Henderson. Um, I don't blame you, and part of the reason I don't blame you for liking him is if you look at DraftKings, uh, what is it, ten of the first fifteen or so running backs have a questionable or a doubtful um, mark next to them, which means that they, you know, they're dinged up on the top end without question. Yeah. <clears throat> so There's a lot of injuries the last few weeks. I mean, even, you know, even the backup running back from Minnesota, <laughs> Madison is on the <laughs> questionable <laughs> list. Jesus. Um, so anybody else you like, obviously you mentioned Henderson, any reason in particular why you like him? 
like I said, um, I think he's pretty safe. This is one of those games where, um, like I said, the Giants are missing Martinez, who would usually cover a running back or tight end. And I think um, they've been getting burned the last few weeks by running backs. So I personally think Henderson's going to get six, seven targets a game because McVay's, you know, smart coach and he'll be aware of the enemy. Like, I, I feel like sometimes teams don't game plan well, but I never worry about that with the Rams and McVay. Um I just I feel like if they get ahead, he'll get the ball. If they get behind, he'll get the ball. He's safe, and I just feel like the Rams are gonna beat the Giants by a lot. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't feel world where he doesn't put up fifteen to twenty. Well, and if you look too, he's involved in the passing game a pretty decent amount. So I, you know, overall, I think he's I think he's a good value even at the price that he's at. Yeah, I think Edmund could be a good play this week too. Yeah, I think with with when you're looking for you know running backs, one of the things I like to look for is you know just some value guys I know that uh, are gonna do are gonna get me kind of a baseline or a floor of points if I'm looking on the value side. So one guy I mentioned already, uh, you know, is JD McKissick. He's been getting most of the passing work uh, downs work again, you know, in general. And again, I think most people assume that game is going to be pretty well in hand. Um, so McKissick, I like at 4,800. And his opponent, Williams, I like at 4,900. I mean, those are two guys at a decent price that I think you're going to get a good floor with um, and could be good overall values. Um, as far as kind of studs this week, um, you know, Eckler is on the top of the list. Um, I would I would avoid McCaffrey even if he plays. I, he'll be limited. I'd avoid Dalvin, I think, if he plays – Hopefully he's not limited, but I'd still avoid him. I mean, Carolina's got a pretty good defense against the run. Yeah, um, both those defenses are been have been pretty stingy against the run. So, yeah, and you know the, the thing about uh, uh, Baltimore is you just saw what Taylor did to Baltimore last week. I don't know that you're going to get that similar of a week from say you know Eckler, but he can do a little bit more than what Taylor can do. So like he's a little bit more involved in the passing game. He's going to get the rushes as well. And they like to kind of hand him the ball to the goal line. But here's the other statistic that's really good to know about Eckler. For those that didn't know this already, in DFS points, the last four weeks, he's gotten 22-22-32-33. So he's been on fire when it comes to, like, DK points, drafting points. Um, and at 3,900, I mean, the value – I mean – you know, you want to get roughly three times is kind of what we always say, roughly three times. So that puts you at 20, what, 24. So at 7,900, you need 24 points out of him in order to get your, your number. I, I, you know, I think that's a very high probability with him this week, uh, especially playing against a team that's 28th against the running back position. Um, so that's kind of a guy I like. And then even after that, that monster week that Taylor had just to everybody, he's 6,600. That's a pretty good price for running back. Um, we'll see if we can continue it. Um, but that's another guy to keep in mind as well. So just All a right. quick, um, just a quick, quick something to throw in there. If you're feeling like super risky, um, I know they can be volatile, but picking one of the Ravens running backs, like maybe Tyson this week, uh-huh. because the chargers are allowing 157 rushing yards per game, which is 12 more than the next, like 12 more than the next lowest defense. So they've been by far the worst against the run. 
I love that you just brought that up because that's something Bobby would typically bring up and that's something I don't usually bring up. So I, I don't think it's a bad idea. And which one is such a difficult thing to decide? I would it, it's so volatile. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and I would encourage you to kind of pay attention as the the games get a little bit closer, who that week they're going to, you know, healthy scratch, so to speak, who they're going to, you know, start all that kind of fun stuff. I mean, Williams played last week, but he had four carries. You know, Murray played and was supposed to be the guy, but he only had six. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's it's so hard to kind of predict and say this is the guy. I mean, that that's just tough. I mean, even I think Freeman ended up having a carry as well and three catches. So, you know, it's tough, but I like the the thought there because you're so right about the, the just the available points, so to speak, that will be on the team. It might even be another reason to take a look at Lamar this week because he's, in honesty, he's their running back. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. And we were just talking about there's may not be a top-end quarterback to really target, and he could be the guy. And that yeah. could be another high-scoring game. I mean, if you look at the games that those two teams have played, um, it's not like either team is shy of putting up points, uh, nor are they shy of giving up points. I mean, both teams have – have kind of uh, – even Baltimore, who's supposed to have this great defense. I mean, 33 points given up, 35 points given up, 25. There was a uh, 7 to Denver and 17 to Detroit, but it's Denver and Detroit. You know, like, I don't yeah. think anybody's worried about those offenses, right? So, just like Chiefs Washington, I think this is going to be another game that you want to invest a lot of players into. <clears throat> yeah, and I always – you know, as far as a stat goes, you know, uh, Marquise Brown has been an interesting person. So uh, he's had some really good points. So transitioning into wide receivers and discussing wide receivers we like. Now, statistically, Baltimore – or, I mean, sorry, uh, Chargers, I think I mentioned earlier, have actually been pretty good against the past. Um, I think they're ranked second right now. Uh, but that does not mean that a wide receiver can't have a good day. Um so definitely looking at that. another thing to keep in mind in that game. If you're looking at stacking it, uh, find out if Sammy Watkins is playing, because if he's not playing, then I really like Devin Duvernay. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate the thought press. Yeah, process behind there. four catches last week, um, but he's only thirty four hundred. So again, a place to save money. If he's on a stack team that you have, you take him and and you know, Jackson and maybe stack it with, you know, a Brown as well, or just have that stack and then spend a little bit more money in other places. Um, I, I think that could be a good, uh, a good option as well. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm going back and looking through and I think the chargers have done a pretty good job of locking down um, the wide receiver one too. So whoever the wide receiver two is for Baltimore, I think could be a sneaky play. Yeah. So uh, the number one, uh, most expensive player this week on the docket is uh, Devonte Adams at 9,000. Um, that means you need to have 27 points out of him against Chicago. You could easily, I, you know, I really think you could get that, but is there a wide receiver you like anybody standing out to you? Um, we've, we've already talked about some of them. Um, sorry. I just got to pull up this week. Um, I think personally I'm, I'm I'm sticking to those big games. I'm sticking to the Rams. I'm like any of the Rams receivers. Um, I think this could be a decent week for a guy like Henry Ruggs. Um, it's a divisional battle um, with the Broncos, and those tend to. I don't know. I feel like 
the Raiders Broncos games tend to usually get high scoring. So I feel like Ruggs has a chance for a deep ball there and he's pretty, he's pretty low down the board. So good. Like it. Um, I think uh, a, a guy that uh, kind of, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's more of a, at some point, these players have to show up and do well. Um, one of the guys I just, you know, thought of was Odell Beckham. I, I think this is a game they're losing, but he didn't play very well these last couple of weeks. So I don't even want to really talk about him. Uh, one guy to keep him an eye on that's at a, a decent price for his position, um, but somebody just to kind of think about is Khalif Raymond for Detroit. Uh, Quintez Cephas is likely out for the year. Um, so there's a guy that you get a decent price on. I've already, we've already mentioned a few Robbie Anderson. I like a little bit this week again, from a price standpoint, I think he's uh he could be a good value for you. Um, and yep, same thing on the, if we're looking at the Detroit game, um, Armand, Armand Ra St. Brown kind of took a big chunk of targets last week. Um, but if I'm looking at just pure players, I'm trying to build a team. It's hard not to take Devonte Adams. It's hard not to look at guys like Cooper Cup. Um, Cooper Cup could be a steal this week. He's $7,900 less. And, guys, he's not that far removed from having 26 points, 39 points, 30 points. Um, and that's with, you know, every week he's had over 10 targets. Uh, he hasn't connected on every catch all the time. Um, but you're talking about a guy that is is just a volume of points, a volume of activity. Uh, and, you know, that's 7,900 compared to the guys that are going ahead of him, which is Jefferson, Mike Williams, uh, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. Like, I think I'm getting a deal at that price. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, one guy I just don't want to get glossed over. I know we talked about Cooper Cup, um, but going into last week, uh, McVeigh uh, kept saying that he was going to get Woods the ball more because yeah. he wasn't happy with his uh, volume share. And he ended up going 12 for 14 for 150. So, yeah, and didn't score the touchdown, but, you know, he yeah. have a touchdown in, in DraftKings to have a good week. Yeah, it'll, those will come, though. Those are fluky. <clears throat> yep. Absolutely. And I think that's a good point. And, the, and here's an even more thing on value. We just talked about value there. He's 6,100 and just came off a 14 target week. I mean, that's, again, you're looking for some. Some guys that aren't going to be crazy expensive that could kind of, you know, fill out your roster at the end of it. A um, couple players right there. Well, one in particular, that's that's pretty affordable, um, to say the least. Uh, anybody else in wide receivers? Uh, no, I think we'd covered them with the Bengals, um, the Rams, and um, potentially the Ravens upside receivers. Uh, lastly, tight ends. Anybody you got there that you want to talk about? Uh, tight ends this year has been rough. I feel like a- – I'm the wrong person to ask. I've missed on tight end just about every week. Um, <laughs> I like CJ Uzuma this week. He's really cheap. Um, he okay. had that big week two weeks ago, and I think I think the Bengals will um, do really well against the Lions. So he's a touchdown play. I like it. Uh, one guy on the cheap side I like is Mo Ali Cox. Um, somebody to keep your eye on. He's he's had a couple touchdowns this year. Not not anything crazy, um, but he's he's uh, another guy at that same price point. Um, that I like now on the top end. Um, I do like to save a little bit of money when I can, if I go with your stack with Stafford, you know, Higby might not be a bad double stack. Um, again, a little bit of a cheaper price. He's playing against a giants defense that has not been great against tight ends by any means. Um, and then I'm, 
I'm not going to jump on the uh, Mark Andrews bandwagon like I think a lot of people will because he did have a monstrous week last week. Um, but he's just been so like inconsistent, if that makes sense. Um, but at his price point, the reason I'm bringing him up because at 5,200, you got to get about 15 points. And he's gotten right at that number almost every week. So 18.9, 11, 10. The first week he only had five, and then he blew up for 44 last week. So, again, I think if you're looking at building a team with Lamar, he might be the guy to stack with if you want to avoid kind of the wide receivers that you think could have a down week just because of a decent uh, defensive back play in L.A. So that gives you an idea on that for me. Um, any other strategies, anything else you kind of you think about when you're making your teams that you want to mention to our listeners? Yeah, I have um, – I mean, I guess it's not really a strategy. I guess it's a preference. It's all about – like, it depends on what kind of contest you're doing. So, like, the advice that we're giving here wouldn't be the same as if you were doing, like, a tournament play. Um, when you're playing with, like, 20 individuals, you only have to beat, you know, three people in comparison to having to beat, you know, 500,000. So I think playing it safer in group leagues with, like, 20 is the way to go. Um, a lot of, like, the high-risk plays that you see people do, like uh, Giovanni Bernard's, um, you just got to be careful with that. I think those can be traps. But that's all I have to say on building lineups. Yeah, and to the opposite effect of that, I mean, you know, we, we talk here about our, our league, and that's the one you were, where you're saying, you know, you're not trying to beat more than about a handful of people to have a chance at a, a bottle of whiskey from our, our crew here. Um, but, you know, some of the advice we give is hopefully those that are playing uh, in the DraftKings stuff on the millionaires. And with yep. those millionaire games, if you want that shot at, you know, really winning big, it's – it's there's a proven formula, and, and I I mean that because uh, we're the next thing I always talk about here is the millionaire from last week as we wrap this up. So last week's millionaire was two hundred sixty point eight four points, okay, which is the highest year to date. And they took some risk, but the formula is very similar. So let me tell you their team, and you guys are gonna recognize this. So they had a double stack with Brady, Evans, and Antonio Brown. That would kind of qualify to me as one of those, like, low um, like low concern. Like, I'm not worried. Those players I expect to get points every week, even if I don't have them in it, right? So that's like your – I'm going to spend my money here, okay? So they spent money on their stack, which isn't a surprise. So if I spend money on my stack, then I have to find value – in other places. So the value that they found was in Madison and Tony. So Tony uh, Kadarius, I think is the first name is Tony in, um, in New York was one of their value plays. Uh, I think it was like 3,400 or something like it's super cheap. Um, but he was one of the value plays. The other, uh, the other value play was uh, Madison who these are value, not because of necessarily his pricing is 5,500 or something in that range. Um, but he's a value because he was starting and played 100% of the time. Um, so that was the other value they had. And then they spent more money again on Devontae Adams. So, again, if you're looking at the construction of some of these teams and how we've always seen them put together, 
this is one of those teams that at the end of the day built a double stack team. This they did not have a comeback player in this game, but it was Miami. Imagine if they had Gaskin, that would have been huge. Um, but they didn't have the comeback, but they built a very similar team to what we've seen win all season. Took some risk on some players, um, but for the most part, those guys are not risky players, and their biggest risk came in players like a Tony that happened to hit and do really, really well. Yeah. I guess the point I was getting at is um, just follow the golden rule of all fantasy leagues, whether it's DFS or, you know, an actual, or I shouldn't say actual because it's all fantasy, but um, like uh, redraft ESPN league. It's just know, know your rules, know the settings, know your win conditions. Um, a guy like Tony, I think misses a lot more than he hits. So that, I think that's more, like I said, where I was getting at, like uh, more of a tournament play than a, you know, league where you, you, the rules are a bit different and the amount of people and high or like percentage finish you have to get is different. Yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Well, I appreciate you uh, joining in on this tonight. Um, any last words before we move on to, uh, you know, this week and and cheering everybody, wishing everybody luck. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, following my not so great advice this year. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, you know what? Sometimes it's it, it, sometimes we don't get it right. But hey, you've had a you've had some good luck here in DFS. Um, I, you know, this year or this last week, I followed my own advice and actually made teams of the people I spoke of. I'm going to do the same thing this week and see if my advice sticks twice. But we'll see. You never really know. Um, so anyway, thanks again for everybody for listening. Um, that is it for us tonight on this one. Uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.